Hey, if you're listening to this on a podcast, this is special to you. Hey, this is Tom Gresham. We really appreciate you listening. Spread the word about the podcast for Gun Talk. But I need to ask you a favor. If you would, go to my website, guntalk.com. That's guntalk.com. And up at the top, there's a little box that says sign up. If you would... Click on that and sign up for my newsletter. We are going to start working to stamp out these gun-free zones, these killing zones that I call them. They're, they're basically killing fields. If you'll sign up for the free Gun Talk newsletter, you'll start getting the information. Guarantee you, you're going to enjoy it. We do a lot of fun stuff here. But more importantly, we're going to do some good things. So go to GunTalk.com, sign up for the newsletter. I really appreciate it. And stand by. Here comes your Gun Talk podcast. When you have questions about guns, the shooting sports, or your rights, where do you turn? Do what the pros do. When they have questions, they go to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Tom hosts several programs on the Outdoor Channel, is a noted book author and magazine editor, and he hosts the first and only national talk radio show pertaining to these issues. You can participate by calling 1-800-TALK-GUNS and join us in the chat room at guntalk.com. Now prepare yourself for a no-nonsense, straightforward approach to firearms and related topics. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Good morning, Mr. Gresham. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to host a radio show that will bring truth and common sense to the discussion of firearms rights in this country. Good luck, Tom, to you and your Tom Gresham's Gun Talk team. All right, welcome to Gun Talk. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a couple of hours. I'm Tom Gresham. The show's called Gun Talk. Get over it, okay? Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS. We're talking about guns. We're talking about Virginia Tech. We're talking about how angry I am that the legislators in Virginia made this a state-sponsored killing zone. They prevented people from having self-protection guns there who could have stopped this. Not prevented it. Understand, I'm not saying you, you prevent it. I don't think you can. Bad guys are going to do bad things. But you can stop them. You can, you know, maybe, maybe you stop them after they've killed two people. Maybe after ten people. But you can cut down on it. And, and there are people out there who say, well, it'd be bad if you had more guns there than if, if somebody else had a gun there. People could have gotten hurt. I'm sorry. You need to get a slapogram. People could have gotten hurt. Thirty-two people got killed. If somebody had had a gun, if that professor who died, the hero, if he had had a gun, rather than stopping bullets with his body, maybe he could have returned fire and killed this monster or at least injured him to the point where he didn't shoot anymore. That's how you stop multiple shootings, these multiple victim shooters. You stop them with a gun. And I'm angry. I'm really angry at the Virginia legislature. And here's what I'm going to do about it. That's going to be my mission now. We're going to get rid of these killing zones. These are killing zones where kids die. Good people who have carry permits don't do this. Okay? If somebody had had a concealed carry permit and had a gun in there, they might have had a chance they might have had a chance to save some kids. As it was, they had no chance. You have to depend on the mercy of people who have no mercy. The murderous, maniacal killer. 
So here's what I'm going to do. i tell you what. If you want to join me in this, go over to my website, sign up for the newsletter. It's, go to guntalk.com. Up at the top, there's a little bitty link there. It says sign up. If you click on that, you'll start getting the things I'm going to start sending out. I'm, I'm, I'm just angry. We're, we're going to have to do something about this. Gun owners are the ones who have to do it. If you're not a gun owner but you think this is still a good idea, that's okay. You can sign up too. And we're going to start working on it. And we're going to work on it by I'll craft letters to the editor, and you can send them in. Alter them as you need to. Uh, we'll get out information on what's going on. Free newsletter, okay? That That's the deal. Go to guntalk.com. Click on sign up. You can be part of the team here. We are revitalizing the old Gun Talk Truth Squad. you got to tell truth to power. It's how it happens here. It's how it works. Let's talk to Terry, line two, Dodge City, Kansas. Hello, Terry. How are you, Tom? I'm angry. Well, I understand that. I just uh, got Sirius Radio in my truck, and for the first time, this is the first time I've ever heard your show, so I'm glad you're taking my call. Um, I live in Dodge City, Kansas. Uh, We had gun law historically back in the 1880s when Wyatt Earp and Bat Masterson made everybody check their guns at the edge of town. Mm -hmm. Um, But recently, our governor passed the concealed gun law into, you know, legislation into law Mm -hmm. where you can conceal a gun. But popping up all over our town now are these little sticker signs businesses are putting on that has a gun with the no symbol through it, you know, like no guns allowed. Yep, yep. Um, I guess my, for me, myself, I'll probably never... Uh, own a gun to carry, concealed gun. Mm-hmm. That's just not my makeup. Sure. But in a few years down the road, my oldest daughter is going to be sitting in a college class, and I hope there is somebody in a class that goes to the range and knows how to handle a gun and does everything properly by the law that might be in her class if this would, were to happen. You know, but you how, know what? how you... are you guys approaching, or how do you feel about these signs going up all over town. All right, let me back up. I'm going to address the signs, but let's address the other issue. You hope that there's somebody in class who has a gun when your uh, daughter is there so a mass shooter could be stopped. You have the power to make that happen. That person should be your daughter. Oh, and, and want responsible people to carry guns. I don't have a problem with somebody in her class having a concealed gun, and as long as they know how to use it and they're trained properly... For me or my family, that'll probably never happen. I don't know. Why, 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 why not? Why not? Why not? Look, did you teach your daughter to look both ways before she crosses the street? Sure do. Right. Well, why, why your bicycle God, with your helmet on. Why in God's name would you not teach her to save her own life? Well, why, that'll be why, up to her why, when she's an adult. No, 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 no. It's not up to her. It's yes, not up it to her. Be. No, it's not up to her whether to look both ways. You taught her to do that, didn't you? Correct. How old is she? She is uh, 15. Take her to the range. You need to learn. She needs to learn. You are you are abdicating your responsibility. If you so don't, you would teach rather her. have somebody who's maybe not fully comfortable with guns and the whole gun thing. How do you think a person gets comfortable? Carry a gun? How do you think a person gets comfortable? Well, it's repetitive, obviously. It's, it, you, you know what? You you get exposure. Of course, right. you're not comfortable. You don't know anything about it. She, no. you, wait, 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 wait. Now look, you are being irresponsible, sir. If you want somebody to take care of your daughter, then you need to step up and do it. You want I'm somebody not to be in there that... to take care of their daughter. They'll be taking care of themselves, also. No, no. You're wanting somebody else to provide safety for your daughter. 
That's what you're telling me. You want somebody, you think it's a good thing for somebody to have a gun to stop a, a criminal, a mass murderer, but you won't step forward and make sure that that happens. What if there's nobody else there? Do you still want your daughter to be safe? I'm sorry. You don't get a pass on this one, and neither does anybody else. Step up and do it, or shut up and get out of the way and be a victim. There you go. All right, let's talk to Kevin. Line three, Mount Hope, West Virginia. Hey, this is uh, Kevin. Uh, how you doing there, Tom? I'm good. I'm angry. Can you tell? Yeah, I'm, I'm angry that people are not willing to protect themselves. My God, are you insane? You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to teach your kids to take care of themselves. It is irresponsible for any parent to not teach their kids, at the very least, gun safety. To not expo- I mean, Kids are going to come into contact with guns. It is irresponsible for a parent to allow a child to grow up and not have gun safety training. It's irresponsible, in my view, to expect somebody else to take care of you and your family. If you won't do it, why should somebody else do it for you? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm ranting here. Go ahead. I was just wondering, uh, did this guy have training with the guns, and uh, how fast uh, would you have to be to reload and uh, stuff like that? To... Don't, don't know. You know, of course, we don't know how fast he reloaded. Of course, you know, it's not hard. I mean, here's the other thing. You don't have to be very good to do what he did. You don't have to be very talented or skilled. When you line people up, it's pretty easy to walk up to each one of them and shoot them the way he did. You don't have to be good. You know, I mean, I know we can all sit here and say, well, gee, why didn't they rush him? We don't know. Don't know. We weren't there. I'm not going to make a judgment on that. Uh, there were some heroes that came out of it. Some of those kids that held the doors shut with their feet, and he's shooting through the door over their head, right right past them. And, they, he, you know, they kept him from going into those rooms. I mean, there were some heroes there. Um, no, this guy, you know, you don't have to be good to do what he did, okay? He just, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take very long to reload. He was just... All you got to do is be willing to murder people. And he was, and he did. Thanks, Kevin. Doug on four, Pensacola, Florida. Hey, Doug, you're up. Hi, how you doing? Good. Doug here. I got a way, or I think I do, a way of making this personal. You know, the people that have the gun-free zones at the stores and stuff, mm-hmm. you could ask them, well, is there a gun-free sign on your house? Well, you know, here's what happens. I, I wanted to get into this with, uh, or, with, with with Terry, but I lost. I don't don't go away. I just want to make this point because I forgot. When Kansas puts up those, you know, the stores put up those gun free signs, they're going to come down. Every state has done that, and the you know, you know merchants put up these signs, and then they figure out, oh, by the way, the people who get these permits, they're good people. They're state certified good people. The other thing that happens is, and I love doing this. I'll go shop at their competitor, and then I'll fax them a copy of the receipt and say, I was going to shop at your store, but this is how much you lost today because your place is so dangerous. You've made it a killing zone. You could ask people of like mind, um, well, if you believe this way and you're wholeheartedly believe it, are you willing to have that information published in the newspaper? Would you put a sign on your front lawn that says there are no guns in this house? Yeah, or publish it on the Internet or newspaper, I believe in a gun-free world. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you know, I said, make, make, it, make it personal. To everybody in the world, okay, I can come to that house. Make it personal. Tell them, look, put a sign on your front lawn that says, there are no guns in this house. There's, you know, We are a gun-free zone. Welcome to the party. Look, if you're not willing to step up and provide your own protection, why do you think you're worthy of somebody else risking their life to take care of you? 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. 
When you're tired of compromises, when you want the best, when you demand performance that's worth the price, grab a Benelli. Serious shooters agree, the most durable, the most reliable auto-loading shotgun is Benelli. Benelli uses the kinetic energy of the shot shell for safe, clean, and reliable functioning. The rotating bolt head locks up for strength and safety. The Benelli Black Eagle sets the standard for reliability in autoloaders. Competition shooters and hunters around the world rave about the Black Eagle's quick handling. The incredible Super Black Eagle was the first autoloading shotgun to handle the massive 3.5-inch Magnum 12-gauge shot shell. But it can digest 3-inch Magnum and even standard loads without so much as a hiccup. The Super Black Eagle remains a standard for waterfowlers, the folks who use their shotguns in the toughest of conditions. Also check out the superb handling Super 90 or the fast and lightweight Montefeltro 20-gauge. No matter which Benelli you choose, you're getting the best. Benelli, performance worth the price. Hey, want to get that huge Brownells catalog for free? Now you can get this source for parts, cleaning products, gunsmith supplies, and tools for just a phone call. Brownells is famous for selection, service, and satisfaction. Tell them you heard about it on Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, and they'll send it to you for free. Call 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. The Brownells catalog for free. 1-800-741-0015. Taurus Millennium Pistols feature lightweight, ease of use, and reliability. Now add raw 45 caliber power to that with the incredible PT-145, a subcompact auto with a full 10-round magazine. The PT-145 has a manual safety, the Taurus security system, and a great price. Only 23 ounces, the polymer frame, double action, only PT-145 is the best value in a compact 45. And you can get it with night sights. Check out the PT-145 at TAURUSUSA.com. Hunters need bullets they can depend on. Accurate bullets that hit hard, create massive hydraulic shock, penetrate tough muscle and heavy bone. Bullets that kill quickly, dropping animals in their tracks. The Triple Shock is 100% copper. Multiple grooves in the bullet shank reduce pressures and create deadly accuracy. The Barnes Triple Shock consistently outshoots the competition. That's the bottom line. Available to hand loaders or can be purchased in Federal, Corbon, Black Hills, and Weatherby factory ammunition. Hey, muzzle loaders! You know Jim Shockey. He's the guy that hunts with muzzle loaders all over the world. You've seen Jim's adventures on TV. Jim found a new black powder replacement good enough to get him to switch. Once he saw how clean American Pioneer powder was and confirmed it was just as accurate as what he was using, Shockey switched, and so should you. Experienced muzzle loaders know what a pain it is to have the barrel foul up, destroying accuracy and making cleanup a real bear. The line of black powder replacements from American Pioneer Powder reduces fouling so much, you'll spend a lot more time shooting and less time cleaning. It cleans up with just water. Perfect for all types of muzzle loaders and cartridge black powder shooting, including flintlocks, cap and ball revolvers, and paper patched bullets. For information on the complete line of powders, including loading data, photos of muzzle loading trophies, and a dealer near you, visit AmericanPioneerPowder.com. That's AmericanPioneerPowder.com. Eight six six Talk Guns. This is Gun Talk, and I'm Tom Gresham. If uh, if the names Morton Grove and Kennesaw, Georgia, mean anything to you, you've been around this gun rights game for a long time, as I have. I'll tell you how how long it's been. Twenty five years. Twenty five years ago, the town of Morton Grove, Illinois, passed a law that says nobody can have a handgun in this town. 
Well, in response to that, the town of Kennesaw, Georgia, passed a law that said everybody in this town has to have a handgun. (laughs) Yeah, they did. They said every household has to have a handgun and ammunition. Kennesaw, Georgia. Man, the the, the meeting went nuts. It's going to be the Wild West. Every argument, every disagreement between neighbors is going to be a shootout. Mark Buckwall, who was at that time a famous columnist, he said that uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, would soon become a place where routine disagreements between neighbors would be settled in shootouts. The Washington Post mocked Kennesaw as the brave little city, soon to be pistol-packing capital of the world. Let's see, it's been 25 years. What happened in the 25 years? Well, immediately after they passed the law requiring people to have guns, Crime rate plummeted in Kennesaw, Georgia. In 25 years, they've had the, the, the murders there, zero. 25 years of requiring that every household has to have a gun in it. Every household has to have a gun in it. It's required. It's a law. Zero murders in Kennesaw, Georgia. In Morton Grove, they can't say that. After they passed their uh, handgun ban, their crime rate went up by 15%. Oh, well, just more of the same. Look, just more of the same. Let's see. Line two, Wayne's with us out of Atlanta, Texas. Hello, Wayne. How you doing? How you doing, Tom? Good. You know, uh, you look all over this country, uh, it's, it's got volunteers all the way across the country. I mean, you can compare this to uh, your first responders. Uh, we volunteer fire departments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you volunteer fire departments. They don't. They don't. The difference between them and uh, and your big city fire departments. You know, they don't draw a paycheck, but yet they get the training and they get out and they they're the they're the ones that's taking care of, the, of their communities. I see where and you're going. That's that's what we got to do is yep. uh, step up and take control. I mean, I've got a daughter that's in college and it scares me to death because uh, you know she's not allowed to protect herself. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got to take we got to take charge, and we got to do away with these gun-free school zones and everything. My 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 family has been uh, surrounded by the schools. My my grandpa has got a school named after him because he was a superintendent. I mean, a principal mm-hmm. kept kept a handgun in his desk drawer the whole time. Uh, and you know, school, you know, my dad used to take a gun with him to uh, grade school when he was in grade school elementary school, took a gun with him, put it in the coat closet, and then got it out and hunted on the way home. Uh, There were no school shootings back then. Kids had guns in schools. Other things changed. Guns didn't change. Still got, had guns then, got guns now. That didn't change. We can, you know, at some other point, we'll talk about what changed, whether it's, uh, you know, subjecting kids to 20,000 hours of watching vicious, murderous video or uh, whatever else. But, you know, other things change. Let me ask you, Wayne, you're in Texas, right? That's right. Uh, you know, you can't really drive anywhere around town with a gun in your car without breaking the law because you're, you're passing within 1,000 feet of a school no matter where you go. That's right. I've had a permit ever since uh, Texas started ditching. My sophomore year of high school, for a show and tell, I carried a friend of mine, 357 Magnum, in the classroom. <laughs> And demonstrated field stripping it and cleaning it, no Probably problem right. whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, well, you know, things we, have changed. We've got to get these are killing zones now. They've become victim-rich environments. It's just a place where murderers can go and kill as many people as they can because there's nobody. I mean, no one there who can stop them until maybe the cops show up. 
And, you know, look, the cops show up. They do a good job. They, you know, they do what they can do. But it takes them a while to get there. And, you know, we are – I like your idea. We are the first responders. We we are the ones who are going to be there. If somebody comes up to hurt you, you're the person on the scene. Don't wait for somebody else to show up. And I go back to my my belief, which is I think a parent is irresponsible who does not raise a child to understand how to use a firearm, how to protect himself and herself. And we have to get rid of these killing zones on these schools. We have to. We've got, And we'll have to do it state by state. I guess, Wayne, let me ask you this. Would you help us uh, get rid of uh, the gun-free school zone deals in Texas? I sure would. My uh, wife works for the school department, for the school system. Uh, it scares me to death, you know, what what goes on. Well, my wife worked for the schools here. She was a teacher and a counselor. She said the teachers are all required to wear badges. She said that we figured those were the shoot me first badges because a bad That's guy right. would come in and shoot the teachers first. I'll tell you what, if you would, go to my website, guntalk.com. There's a place where it says, just says sign up. Sign up for the newsletter. I'm going to be getting out some information for everybody on what we can do. We're going to start this process, and we're going to work it, and we're going to win. Thanks, Wayne. I appreciate the call. Uh, line four, Tom's with us out of Oregon. Hey, Tom, you're on Gun Talk. Hello, Tom. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. Well, I want to say kudos to Amy because my wife was talking in my ear, and we're trying to figure out. She was asking me what my question was. Uh, Amy, <laughs> Amy our, our call screener, is the best. She is great. So, anyways, you should get a raise. But my, 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 <laughs> Don't my, say my that. thing I wanted to say, Tom, was that, well, my wife actually wrote a sentence out on the computer, and it says, as tragic as the Virginia Tech incident is, I believe that it could make some of the college students who have been taught that guns are bad to take a second, second look at what they have been taught, and it might open their eyes. My issue that I wanted to call in on was uh-huh. that I do believe, I listen to, talk radio is pretty much my media that I get in. Uh-huh. It's 90% of it. And I do believe that a lot of the collegiate institutions out there are taught that guns are bad. Certainly. Certainly. And, well, and, you, know, you know what? If you ban them, then they must be bad. There's the only reason you'd ban something. So they are. Okay, I'm with you. Go ahead. Okay. So I think, I truly believe that, and this is a call out to every American out there, or foreign student, but a freedom is something we can't take lightly. And, and we should, you know, they, well, I, I you know, believe l- l- that. L- let, me, let me jump in because we're just about out of time here. Uh, thank you, Tom. Yeah, freedom is something we shouldn't take lightly, but more than that, more than that is... We, we've got to take care of our children, and we've got to take care of ourselves, our lives. Um, I'm just going to invite everybody. We're going to start working. We're going to have to not reduce. We're going to have to destroy the concept of the gun-free zones. It's a, it's a killing zone. A gun-free zone equals killing zone. That's all it is. It's a killing field. Go to my website, guntalk.com. Up at the top, it says sign up. Click on that sign up. I'm going to be sending out information. We're going to start working on this. It's going to take a while. But we're going to get there because we're right and we're strong and we know that this saves lives. Simple as that. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham.
Hey, welcome back. I'm Tom Gresham. The show is Gun Talk. If you disagree with me, call in. We'll move you up to the front of the line, okay? If you think that gun control laws are a way to do something about these school shootings, if we need more restrictions on people, call in. Well, I'll get out of your way. I'll let you have the floor. 866-TALK-GUNS. So line three, Hal, or Al is with us, rather, out of Houghton, Louisiana. Hey, Al. Hey, uh, Tom. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I, I'm, everybody in this area is sad about the shootings uh, and uh, wish we could do more about it. Uh, I would just like to tell you what I do to prepare my uh, middle school 13-year-old daughter She's home alone probably eight to ten hours a week uh-huh. uh, because my wife, uh, eldest daughter, and, of course, myself work. And uh, when she gets home, she knows to check to make sure when she lets herself in to make sure that all of the doors were locked, nothing broken into, all of the windows uh, locked. And, uh, you know, she just checks out the home. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for if she fails to call me when she gets home, I call her. If I can't get a hold of her, I call my wife, make sure that she's not stopped off at a friend or other plans. And uh, I ask her several questions. One was, you know, the door's locked, window's locked, uh, everything's secure. Do you know where the gun is? you know who to call? Of course, the first person or the first number to call is 911. Mm-hmm. And then the second is me. She has my cell phone numbers. We have portable phone cell phone that she uses. She knows where to go, where to barricade herself. And, hey, uh, uh, let me throw in one thing. Let me ask you a question, okay? Yes, sir. Do yes, you sir. guys? Do you and your daughter have a, uh, a code word that it, if you call and she answers and she uses it, you know that there's somebody else there that but she can't call for help. If you don't, well, you guys ought to establish something. Okay, you, you're probably right. Uh, of course, all of the phones have caller ID, the home phone. She checks that, and uh, she knows the work and cell phone. But, no, you're right. Probably need to do that. Good idea. Um, but, anyway, she, she's home alone. We, we shoot together. Uh, we shoot with some of the best, uh, Jim Clark, Jerry Mickley, his wife, and all of their friends. And Who, who, uh, are, who are those guys? Who ever heard of those guys? He's talking about world championship shooters in that area, in the hot areas. Yeah, I know those guys, well, of course. Uh, besides, besides that, they're good people. Yeah, they are. You know, you're doing it right. I, listen, I appreciate it. Take them shooting. You know what? If you go out shooting with your kids, uh, you will have a lot of fun. They'll have fun. You will, honest to Pete, no kidding, and, and, and thanks, Al, Al, I appreciate that. You, your kids will become more responsible. When you give them responsibility, and there's no more responsibility than, than having a firearm and using it properly, they become more responsible. Okay, it's, This is a good thing to do. Line four, Matt's out of uh, Arkansas. Hello, Matt. You're up. Hi, Tom. Hey. Uh, I was wondering what your opinion would be on, uh, like, if they took a federally standardized concealed carry permit and created something like that that was preemptive to state concealed carry permits? I don't think I would have a problem with that. Um, You know, of course, the other way to go is just to have it so that all states will recognize any state's permit, which is what it should be. I mean, all states recognize other states' driver's licenses. Right. So it should be that if you get a permit in any state, it's good in all states. Uh, Right. See, the reason I ask is because I'm a truck driver, and, you know, generally we are not allowed to carry, you know, a concealed handgun or any type of weapon 
on our trucks because of the fact that, you know, we cross state lines, and if we cross a state line with a firearm and we go into a state where concealed carry is not recognized from our home state or something like that, we've violated the law. Well, it's, I mean, it's the same situation for anybody. If, if I'm driving in my car or my truck, if I cross state lines, the, uh, right. the laws change. Uh, basically, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Cause it's, it's wrong that I'm legal here. I cross a state line and I'm not legal there. That's wrong. And, and frankly, it's immoral for anybody to have a law that says you cannot, you have to be less safe. And that's what that law is. A law that says you can't carry a gun here means we are requiring you to be less safe. And that's immoral. So, yeah, I, I guess the short answer is yes, I would uh, I would go for that if we could get a federal law that would allow that. Let me do this quickly to uh, Stuart before the break. Line two, Stuart out of Springfield, Missouri. Hello. Hello, Tom. I've been thinking about buying a uh, handgun for the past year, but this thing in Valtech has really put me over the top. And what are your recommendations for a first-time handgun buyer who's going to train with it with his wife and both will know how to use it my recommendation is for both of you to go to a a good trainer learn to shoot try several different guns and then you guys don't try to use the same gun get you two guns and it doesn't have to be the same kind of gun what's right for her may not be right for you and what's right for you may not be right for her Get two different guns because it's silly to think of sharing one. What if you know? What if one of you got the gun and you're traveling? You know, you got to have two. If you got two people, you got two lives. You got to have at least two guns. But my recommendation: I'm not going to tell you which gun to buy. You need to go to somebody and learn to shoot. Try several different ones and then start working on it. It's there are, you know, 500 different types of guns out there. I, I can't even begin to tell you where to start. But what I can tell you to do is go get the training, get some exposure to it, and then, you know, at that certain point, you'll start figuring it out, and it'll start working for you, and you'll, you'll understand how to pick a gun. I do applaud you for making that decision, though. You're being smart. You're being safe. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. Be right back. Someone once compared sporting plays playing golf with a shotgun. When was the last time golf was this exciting? Every station offers a different challenge, but they all have one thing in common. The action is fast, and you have to earn every broken target. Not what you expected? Then give shooting a try. Find out how, where to get started, and much more at huntandshoot.org. Hey, shooters, Taurus does it again. This time they've recreated the most famous gallery gun of all time, the Winchester Model 62 Pump Action 22 Rim Fire. Only now it's even better. Sure, the Taurus Model 62 has a classic corncob 4N great wood to metal fit and a takedown action, but now it has a more reliable feeding mechanism, button rifling for accuracy, and the built-in Taurus security system. Check out the Taurus Model 62 and the Model 72 in 22 Magnum at TAURUSUSA.com. This portion of Gun Talk is brought to you by Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871, America's single-shot experts. Hunting is an ancient and respected tradition, and the skilled and self-confidence single-shot hunter represents the pinnacle of that tradition. For generations, Harrington and Richardson has contributed to the success of that hunter. When one shot has to count, hunters count on Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871. Rifles are about accuracy. Those smart guys at Sims Vibration Laboratory have created a way to make your rifle even better. 
It's called the Barrel Deresonator, and it works by taming the barrel vibrations, enhancing accuracy. Simply slip the deresonator onto the barrel of your rifle or muzzleloader and start shooting. It really works. Get accurate. Get a Limbsaver deresonator. Check it out at Limbsaver.com. That's L-I-M-B-S-A-V-E-R.com. You know, I've always liked aperture or peep sights on my rifles. Long ago, I'd remove the insert from the peep on my lever action, throw it away, and use the big hole for super fast shooting. Now, the folks at XS Sights make ghost ring sights that are even better than the ones I used. They're lightning fast, accurate, and they let you keep the trim lines of your lever action hunting rifle. I'm a believer. Now, if you hunt with a scope or use a bolt action, XS Sights has a ghost ring backup sight for you, too. If your scope gets damaged, just pop it off and put on XS Sight's Ghost Ring Backup. It takes only a minute, and you're still hunting with an exceptional sight. You put a lot into each hunt, and it's only smart to have a backup for that all-important sighting system. The Ghost Ring Backup works on most scope mounts, and it can save your hunt. Check it out at XSSights.com. That's XSSights.com. Or call 888-744-4880 and tell them Tom Gresham sent you. What's that? It's my Trigicon. What's a Trigicon? Only the best rifle scope in the world. <laughs> Says who? Uh, how about the U.S. Marine Corps, Special Forces, Navy SEALs? You heard of these guys? Sure. Well, they're all using Trigicons. Let me see it. Wow, this is really sharp. And a lot of professional hunters are using Trigicon, too. You probably caught it on some TV and radio shows. Yeah, I have heard some of them swear by their Trigicon. I swear by it. You know, I could have been a Navy SEAL. Well, the closest you're going to get now is buying a Trigicon. Hey. Trigicon is the brand of rifle scopes that more and more hunters are swearing by. That's because every Trigicon is handcrafted using the finest optic materials. The bright aiming point can guarantee you a great hunt from dawn to dusk. Get your Trigicon at a dealer near you or visit them on the web at Trigicon.com. That's T-R-I-J-I-C-O-N.com. Trigicon. Brilliant aiming solutions. All right, we're back with you. 866-TALK-GUNS. Tom Gresham here. Let's go talk to Josh on line three. He's in Utah. Hello, Josh. Hi, how are you doing? Great. Good. Hey, I just had a, a comment. I'm not trying to second-guess or judge anybody from the past week at Virginia Tech or anything. I work in the aviation industry, so it's easy to draw a, an analogy. I think that we need to have a paradigm shift in this country of, instead of becoming a victim society, you need to, we need to start standing up for ourselves and start taking care of ourselves instead of, I know the thing is, wait for the police, wait for the police. Well, while everybody was waiting for the police, 30 people or 30-plus people were killed, and it, it seems like almost... From what I heard of, of the story, people were waiting to become victims. I heard at one point that he'd lined people up against the wall and shot, you know, victim one, two, and three, and then he continued down the line. Well, if I was victim two, as soon as I seen him shoot the first guy, I would have taken my chances and, yeah. and tackled him and uh, done my own thing. It's a, mi- it's a mindset thing, don't you think? It is. In the aviation industry where I work, if somebody stands up on an airplane and says, I'm going to take over this airplane, he probably won't make it all the way into the aisle because right. the passengers, if, if not federal air marshal or somebody, is going to take care of him in any way that they can. Well, you know, and, more than more than that, uh, using the airline anal- or airplane aviation analogy, um, each of us has to be PIC of our own lives. 
You know, we, we've got to be the pilot in command. I remember uh, 9-11, there were people who said, well, why didn't the controllers do something? And I said, well, it's like standing on the ground and yelling at them. You know, I mean, we're each of us is free to make choices, and each of us has to take responsibility. Um, you know, when I, when I strap into my plane, I'm responsible for my own safety, and I'm responsible for the safety of the people in my aircraft. Same deal. I'm Josh, I think you're right, man. Yeah, I, I just think that we need to... We need to wake up and just see that, you know, things have changed. Take care of yourself and your family and those around you the best you can. And, you know, you, you know, can't and that, be a victim. And that requires a commitment. Thank you, Josh. That requires a commitment. A commitment to saying, okay, not only am I going to get a gun, because let me just tell you, a gun is not a magic talisman. It does not by itself make evil go away. You must know how to use it. You must get training. And I don't care if you say, well, I'm a good shot. I've been hunting all my life. I don't care. All that means to me is that you don't have a clue. You don't know anything about this. Training in this case is tactical training, self-defense training, training with people who teach this. And I'm not talking about a shooting lesson. I'm talking about training. It's different. I spent uh, a day up with the uh, saddle, was it the Firearms Academy of Seattle. We were shooting some segments for the new uh, series for Personal Defense TV, a series I created and I host on the Outdoor Channel. Um, and we're work- there are good training centers all over the country. If you're in Tennessee, you can go over to Memphis. You can go to uh, Rangemaster, Tom Givens' place. You can go to Arizona, go to Gunsight, go to Oregon, go to Thunder Ranch. You can go up to Firearms Academy of Seattle. There, there are a lot of places you can go and get good training. You can sign up with somebody like uh, Clark Apotion in Utah. There are great places to go. Here's the other thing. You know what? In the process, you're going to really have a good time. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to be able to take care of yourself, and you're going to have fun while you're shooting. Uh, let's see, real quick, I'll go to four. Weldon's out of Salt Lake City. Hello, Weldon. Hello, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I uh, just want to make a comment. Uh, three weeks after the Trolley Square incident in Salt Lake City, I had uh, a young man and his brother, in fact, he brought his wife as well, uh, who were in Trolley Square the night of the shooting. And he told me that he didn't have a gun in the store and he was watching all these things unfold before him. And he watched the guy head his direction, and they just looked at each other and said, we're next. And he said it was the most awful feeling that we've ever had in our lives, and that will never happen again. And coming to the class, uh, his wife said, gosh, what a bunch of nice people that were here in class, just ordinary citizens who really are going to start taking responsibility for their own safety. So you're, you're a concealed carry instructor, and yes. you had two, these two people who witnessed this mass shooting at Trolley Square, and they realized how totally defenseless they were. Let me ask you, do you get the feeling when you talk to him or, or the other people that they've just been living in this balloon of fantasy all along and just have chosen to never even give it serious thought? No. He actually had a concealed weapon permit from the state of Nevada and had just recently moved to Salt Lake. Oh, wow. Trolley Square has a policy, hello, gun-free zone. And so he says, <laughs> okay, I don't want to violate the thing. I'm a store owner here. You know, I've got to be a, a forthright citizen. But it almost cost him his life. You know, there's a there's a brand-new, gorgeous development in the – I live in Louisiana in the shreveport Bozier City area. And it's gorgeous. It's got great stores. And I'd love to go there, but I won't step foot in it because it's a killing zone. I'm sorry. Any any place, and people say, what are you talking about? Any place that puts up gun-free signs is, in my view, in my personal view, it's a killing zone. I wouldn't go there. I won't I won't go in a store 
that has those signs. Won't go in there. It's too dangerous. I wouldn't let my family go into a place that has signs up that say, honest, good, law-abiding people who the state have checked out and they've been trained, they've been photographed, they've been fingerprinted. These are the good guys. And you can't carry a gun in there, but the gangbangers can, the crooks can, the mass murderers can, because you know what? They don't care about your stupid sign. So you know what? I won't go in there. I won't go there. And I will tell every store owner that I can, I won't go in your place if you put up one of those stupid signs. And if enough of us say that, They'll take down those stupid signs, and they'll make their places a lot safer. Individually, each of us has to make a commitment. Go get the training, get the tools, understand what you're doing, You know, get your permit, and make sure that you can take care of yourself and your family. Newsflash, no one else is going to. I think any store, any mall, any school that prohibits the carrying of firearms by law-abiding citizens who can take care of themselves and other people makes their place more dangerous. Who do you think is going to obey the law? Good people. Who's going to break the law? Bad people. What's that leave you with? A place where only bad people have guns. That leaves you with a trolley square, you know, Salt Lake City, where a bad guy goes in planning to kill people. You know, not to rob them or anything. You know, the old deal of give them what they want. No. He walks in planning to kill people. And just so happened that there was a guy in there with a gun. He was an off-duty cop. If that hadn't happened, this guy could have killed and killed and killed and killed until the cops show up. Well, let me tell you, in most states, you have concealed carry permits and good people carrying guns. And if one of them has a gun there, they can stop this guy. If one of those students had had a gun in Virginia Tech, they would have had a chance. Not saying it would have worked perfectly. But as it was, they didn't have any chance. And I'm angry. I'm angry at us, us being gun owners, because we have allowed these gun-free killing fields to exist. It's just it's unconscionable that we've done this. It, it's, it's unbelievable that politicians and clueless people keep perpetuating these so-called gun-free zones, these, these areas where they're victim-rich environments is all they are. And here's the deal. I'm inviting everybody to go sign up for my newsletter. Uh, this is going to be a cause for me now. Go to guntalk.com, click on sign up. Uh, you can sign up for the, uh, the newsletter there. We'll, we're going to get something going, okay? We're, we're going to get some things going. Okay, let's talk to uh, Troy, line two, out of Coos Bay, Oregon. Hi, Troy. Hi. Hi there. Hey, uh, I'm one of the people you disrespect for not <laughs> belonging to the NRA. Good. Uh, and I wanted to tell you why. I'm all for the NRA, but uh, I'm on a fixed income. Okay. Very, very little. And uh, uh, when I paid my dues, I was so plummeted with uh, in, not information. Oh, yeah, the, the, the but, ad, they want you to buy stuff. Okay, yeah, I, I and got more, I have and a, more and more. I have and a solution so, for that. And that turned me off. I have a solution for that. Let's do two things. Would you join the NRA if I bought it for you? Uh, well, absolutely, but okay. that wouldn't be fair. That's not the point. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Okay, done deal. 
We're going to get your name and address if you'll give it to Amy when we get off. I'll buy you the membership. And and here's the deal. For people who say, I just couldn't stand it because they kept sending me all that stuff. That's fine. Call them. Tell them don't send me that anymore. They have a do not promote list, like a do not call list. They take oh, you they off do. the Yeah, they take you off the list. Well, that's good because they're wasting my postage. Well, exactly. You're, you're, and you're saying, look, if I'm not going to respond for any of that, I would rather you use that money for fighting gun control or for doing for firearms training or teaching cops to shoot or teaching kids gun safety or all the things Absolutely. you do. So all you have to do for anybody who's an NRA member or anybody who ever was an NRA member who gets ticked off at all this stuff you get, you know, buy this, buy this, buy this, just call them and say, I'm an NRA member. I'd like for you to take me or put me on the list so you don't send that stuff to it and it works. Okay. So this, this is going to be fine. All right. Tell you what we're going to do. Troy, I'm going to pay for your NRA membership. We're going to get you back in, and we're going to get you on the do not promote list. We'll call them and get you there. We're going to get you back in, okay? And then you'll have my respect. How's that? Of the NRA while you're on the air. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks very much. Uh, Amy is getting her information right now. We're going to get uh, Troy an NRA membership. We're going to get her back on. And for those of you who said, I just couldn't stand getting all that mailing, Sign back up for the NRA membership and call them and say, don't send me the rest of that stuff. Put me on that do not call or do not promote list. I'll be a member, but use your money for other things. Okay, we have better things we can do with it. 866-TALK-GUNS. Oh, we're out of time. Can't do it anymore. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Sign up at guntalk.com.